0: another episode of Push Talk. My name is Ali Tabib Nijar. I am the uh, video producer for Black Push and with me today is Brianna Kelly. Um, she's a filmmaker. She has been working with us for some time now and uh, she's agreed to um, answer some questions I have about uh, black culture and what have you. Yes. Um, well, one prompt I have for you um, is simply this. So I am i uh, an Iranian-American, and um, I've lived my time in America largely in uh, Montana. It's, I lived there for 20 years and had minimal interactions with uh, uh, black folks. Um, and I'm new to Atlanta and the Georgia area. Uh, what basic things would you, as a friend and co coworker, want me to know about black culture?
1: Yeah, well, well, first off, I did want to know, and I was asking you earlier, yeah. a little more about your background, um, like, you know, where you were born and raised. I know you said, I know where you moved from, but just, just a little tiny um, more information.
0: I am from uh, Ahvaz, Iran, uh, okay. which is in southwest Iran. It only exists because there's oil around it. Mm-hmm. It's hot,
1: flat, ugly city. Um, and, uh, yeah, what else did you want to know? So... Yeah. So you were so you were born, raised. When did you come to? America? Oh, I was
0: turning uh, seventeen when I came to the states. Okay.
1: So you were quite. You were seventeen. Yeah, okay. I pretty,
0: pretty okay. Young. Yes. Right. And uh, stayed in Montana from '98 to about 2018. Actually, I think I spent a Christmas mm-hmm. of 2018
1: in uh, North Carolina, and then a couple of years later moved yeah. to. Uh, yeah, it's just good to know that information because it, whether it's you or you know someone from like Cape Town, immigrant stories are always different, and there's always some sort of disconnect when it comes to like American history or you know some sort of American culture. But um, to go back to your question, what I would want you to know, I mean, there's so much. But to start off with the foundation, mm-hmm. um, um, almost starting with uh, slavery in particular. And when we talk about slavery, um, slavery was known everywhere you know, all through the world. But what was different about America slavery or you know, United States was that it was like shadow slavery, and it was more so a mental um, slavery or oh. type of mentality. So. That's like the. Or go, go ahead. What, what do you mean by that? Uh, it's basically like like owning and selling property, mm-hmm. and even though that was somewhat the case everywhere else, mm-hmm. it was some sort of system where it was like they were. Even though that they were property, there was some. There was a little bit more um, freedom and, and leeway. Like even if we, when we see slavery and like Haiti and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it, it was just a different different type of, of slavery. And ours is more so like mental enslavement, and which is the reason why we still deal with the same issues today is because it was more like mental. Um, so that's a big thing that I learned, just like the difference of that. And because you know, a lot of times people want to forget certain things or be like, oh, that was so long ago. But yeah. the, the issue, the problem is that those effects still are shown today. Um, so how
0: would you say they manifest today?
1: Um I, I think they manifest today because even though you know we're not enslaved uh, we still have systematic oppressions and we still have um, certain laws and le- legislations that was set in place to hold us back um, if we think about like redlining, which is which is another thing like okay. not just. What is think, redlining. Okay, so redlining is basically um, is basically segregation for housing for black people to almost keep them confined in one area. Yeah. So if we think about we think about like the hood, like people always want to talk about the ghetto and talk about crime and gun violence and all of that, we almost we can't start with there. We almost have to start with redlining because it's like we were all cooped in one area and it was poor and disenfranchised. So and, and that's the same in America. That's the same anywhere. If you go to an area that's predominantly poor, mm-hmm. people are going to fight for what they, they're they going to have a savage mentality. And that's mm-hmm. not just a black thing. That's, 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 that's an everyday thing. It's a you know. poverty thing? It's a poverty thing. It's a classic thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So redlining is, is another thing that we don't really talk about because redlining is still kind of shown today. I mean, if you clearly see, you go to the suburbs, you see the certain type of people, then you go to, like, Um, Atlanta, the city, certain parts, and you see a certain type of people. The reason why was because of, like, redlining. Um, Okay. Yeah. So that's, like, one thing. um, I would start as well as not just looking at uh, the just normal civil rights leaders. Like, you know, obviously we have Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and I went to— so I went to a black college, and that's kind of what really sparked my interest and kind of made me, because I was around so many people that were like me, but that looked like me, but they were educated, and they weren't the same depiction that we saw like, on media. Yeah. So that was so empowering for me. So that kind of made me want to be like, man, I really want to know more about like my history, not yeah. just slavery, because obviously we're more than, you know, we weren't just enslaved. Um so I started just getting interested in different leaders like um, Stokely uh, Carmichael, Kali Muhammad, which are all leaders that we don't really talk about or even know. Like, I barely knew who Marcus Garvey was, and that was crazy. Yeah. But I am from California, so it was like a different type of learning. Right.
0: Um, I'm nodding my head, but yeah. it doesn't mean I know who you're <laughs> exactly. talking Exactly,
1: which is fine, you okay. know what I'm saying? Because, like, I barely knew, you know what yeah, I'm saying? For, right. So for you, it's like... You know, it's, it's great that you have that that bug and that that spark. You know that that's what starts it off. It's like I want to open my mind to learn. Right. So I'm, I am going to ask these questions and I am going to be willing to learn because a lot of times we don't even know we don't even know our history. So you know, um, but yeah, I mean I can go on a tangent. But
0: yeah, <laughs> um, you talked about a slave mentality. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think there are psychological hangovers from slavery that we still
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely i mean i read this article like on epigenics where it's like basically it passes down from six generations so it's like if that's the case we're still dealing with what our ancestors dealt with you know what i'm saying and it's the same for black people and it's the same for white people Mm -hmm. and that's why i always say like Oh, you know why people are inherently racist, and that—that that sounds like tough, but it's not yeah. really a bad thing. its just it, I mean, it's an acknowledgement of how things. It's just an acknowledgement, exactly, because it's like just—just just knowing that, like. You know, my answer—the reason why I may automatically have this thought or this judgment—is because of my ancestors and what they thought and what they went through, and because of their ancestors and and so on and so on. So, it's important to do that work daily. You know, to figure out, okay, how can I combat that? Um, yeah, and it's the same thing um, about with with Black people. It's like yeah. we inherently have slave mentality, which is like. Like we we need to ask for help. We can't do anything without help. We can't do anything, which is the same, you know, with the slaves that couldn't do anything. Like slavery was different for us because we were compared. We were put against each other. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of of, a, of the article that I read, but basically it was it was it was a letter that was written. Um, and it was from a, a Haitian a slave owner. And he wrote, and basically the, the American slaves, he couldn't get them together. The, the master couldn't get them together. So he said, if you, if you compare the slaves, then basically they'll start fighting against each other. So mm-hmm. it was like the light, that's why you have colorism, like light skin versus dark skin, even though we're all black. It doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? So... What was different with us is we kept comparing. It doesn't matter if I was taller or shorter than you, it was just comparing something that you had that was different from me. Like, you have glasses, I don't, so you're better because you have glasses. It was basically what they kept putting in for the slaves and it wasn't just that, it was also um, embarrassing their partners, like the men and the women, like literally tying up the male, you know, and embarrassing him in front of his wife so she can be like, oh, he can't even protect me. Like, what's the point of me being married? You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. all of those different variables so we can figure out, like, you know, why are we still dealing with this, and, you know, how how can we fix this for our future generation?
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, something I feel like I definitely brought to the South mm-hmm. um, and to black culture was this sort of um, inherent uh, almost a fear, uh, I should just call it a fear, mm-hmm. um, of... Uh, of doing something wrong or insulting them or what have you um first off is that i guess way of being is that somehow inherently offensive and i say that um to sort of contrast it with like my own experience where like after a while it just gets the curiosity of people gets a little tiring and (laughs) and boring like just Treat me like a normal person. Will you, like, I'm from your own, sure, but, like...
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't want to have to play the tape of all the frequently asked question answers for you. Yeah. Um, and it's just... I'm <laughs> it's when, annoying yeah, for you. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not insulting. It's, it's, it's more just a sort of annoyance at yeah. people who try too hard to be... Um, Correct, or politically or correct. Yeah. Yeah, or mm-hmm. or compassionate, or what have you. Uh, yeah. Is there an equivalent, um, I guess, that you feel?
1: Yeah, as far as, like, being politically correct and all of that.
0: And, like, being, or me, say, being afraid of, of insulting or mm-hmm. or doing something wrong. Is that, oh. like, I guess there's several mm-hmm. questions here. One is, like, yeah, is no, that, I get
1: what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Is there, like, um, is
0: there a sense of, like, walking on... No, yeah, it's no, no, no. like is there a minefield <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, I know someone exactly doesn't? What you mean. Yeah,
1: and and I do I do see that when I'm working with like a white person or something like that, it's almost like they're they're you know watching their words and making sure that they don't say the wrong thing. Right. I mean, which is it's a balance. Like I it, I feel like as far as being politically correct, it's more so respecting you know what people want to be called and things like that. I do I. I do think that that's important, but at the same time, I feel like, like you said, just being a human and kind of like asking those questions, because sometimes people are too afraid to ask questions because right, they think right. they're going to offend someone. Yeah. Like, you know, think about your questions. Like, I mean, there's some people, which I feel like they're purposely ignorant. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll ask questions and you're like, that, like that's just wild. But um, I do think it's people that are um, sincere in their questioning. And... I wouldn't say it gets on my nerves. Like, mm, I wouldn't say it gets on my nerves. I, I see. I'm. I like educating people. That's one I think is one of my God-given gifts and right. something that I'm passionate okay. about. So I do I do like to educate people cuz I like to be educated and I ask people the same questions and sometimes like I have other friends like I have you know Indian friends Asian all types of friends and I'll ask them the questions and even if I feel like it's dumb because like our world isn't just America like you know and and the crazy thing is once we start researching like other countries and continents we realize like we all have like the same agenda we can learn from like revolutionaries like we're trying so hard as a people to 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 be on one accord Mm -hmm. and it's hard for us because we're split up all the time we've been divided since you know since the beginning and it's and it's been uh, purposeful but if we kind of look at like the, like, even, like, certain things that, like, Asian Americans are doing or have done in the past or just certain, like, wars and things like that, we can learn from it as far as, like, being united. So I do, I feel like it's important to ask those questions. Very Mm -hmm. nice. Thank you. Um,
0: So, in uh, recent few years, it seems like there has been a shift. Now I'm not Mm -hmm. in a position to know, like, how Mm -hmm profound or real this change has been but there does seem to be uh, greater attention paid to the injustices that black mm-hmm. people have had to endure and endure daily um, has that how so how has that actually affected life or mm-hmm. has there been a profound shift and um, if so like what does that look like on a daily basis to you
1: yeah um, i have noticed like i mean on a smaller scale like people are more kind I remember I was with my dad one time and this um, waiter had mess, messed up our order and he was like okay it's, it's all on us and he was like it was like right after like the Trayvon Martin and everything oh, yeah. and he was like oh it's cuz of uh, Trayvon Martin and all that they trying to be nice but he was just joking my dad is silly but I do feel like some people are I do think that they're trying to be more compassionate and on one scale, people are saying, like, it's not um, genuine. Yeah. Um, but on at the same time, I feel like you, you fake it till you make it. So even if people are pretending like they care about this cause, I think right. that they're going to pretend so much that they're going to be like, wait, I actually do want yeah, right, to. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Because when, when we saw you know, George Floyd, like when we seen that whole thing, like it was the most um, emotional time for me. Like when we saw everybody in unison, and even if it was fake, like, you know, when to see that was so empowering, it was, it was so sad, Mm -hmm. but it was empowering to finally see like, like even my mom at her job. Now they're having meetings talking about how they can um, be more conscious. Like, you know, as far as like, People and their beliefs and, and who they are, uh, and I thought that was important because you didn't see that like yeah. back in the day. My grandpa, like he lost his job because he was like the most educated man there, and he was a black man. Oh, it's like yeah. so you didn't. So there, there is clearly a change, yeah. um, and I, and I personally, I'm a, I'm, I'm optimistic. So yeah. I, I see the good in it. And even though I wish that we were way more ahead than we are now, it is very sad that we are going through literally the same issues. And even when I listen to like um, Malcolm X's speeches, I I, I get sad. Cause I'm like, we're going through the same thing. Like nothing has mm-hmm. changed. But yeah. to me, I look at on the brighter side because he he laid down the blueprint, and it's just up to us to execute it. So yeah. I'm happy for the change. I think that. Now we're seeing more organizations that are that are trying to assist. We're just seeing more people that are conscious about their actions. We're seeing more people speak up about it and not be afraid to to get assassinated. You know what I'm saying? We're we're seeing a change, and it's slowly but surely. And and I have no doubt that like the future is brighter for us. Yes, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you make of the attitude? Um, that uh, like I, I've I heard this in the, I've heard this in conversation a lot that like, um, hey this was my, you know my great grandparents like I had no part in slavery why,
1: mm-hmm. why should I have
0: to care or you know why do they, why this yeah. or why that because uh, you know why do I bear any responsibility what how does that grab you so to speak?
1: Oh, I feel like if you if you don't do anything, you're part of the problem. Like staying stagnant is being part of the problem. Yeah. Um to me, I feel like white people in particular could could assist not by being like the white savior, but using their privilege for power. Yeah. Um because at the end of the day even if you didn't ask for it you are privileged in some way if you're if you're white you know what i'm saying you may be less privileged if you're poor but you still have some sort of privilege so i would just a person told me that i would just challenge them to say um you shouldn't feel you don't have to feel guilty We don't need your guilt but we do need your your privilege for power so it and that can be like being in the workplace and like a a black person and a a woman is afraid to say something because she's afraid she's gonna get fired you know what i'm saying you could stand up and be like okay i know that i'm i'm more so privileged so i'm gonna speak up for that or even donating to causes or something like that Mm -hmm. so to me it's like it's not about that it's about it's about doing something because there's so much work that needs to be done Oh, yeah. Speaking of
0: donations, uh, <laughs> if you go to org, you can donate to uh, Blackpush. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, donate
0: to us. <laughs> I wonder if we have – do we have some time there to um, open up another quick topic? Okay. Um, so this topic was kind of handed to me. <laughs> I, I personally was like – I feel like I know mm-hmm. enough around this, but the N-word mm-hmm. – um, Someone asked the question of like, why is it okay that in black music you hear it all the time, but like mm-hmm. someone like me or a white person um, shouldn't um, sing along with the same lyrics out loud or what have you. Um, so why is it okay for a black mm-hmm. person to say, but
1: not for a different race? right well i mean I, I personally feel if you're not black you shouldn't say it because you didn't go through slavery or your ancestors didn't go through anything and that's like the simplest way for me to explain yeah. to people is i'm like because the uh, i mean we know the origin from the word and to me it's like that even though like black people we took that word we took the struggle the pain the years yeah, right. of oppression and we made it into ours and we made it to something that that we communicate with each other like some people say get rid of it I don't it's never gonna yeah, be gone it is, it's, it's, it's in it's music board, it's, yeah. it's, it's in our culture so it's like it's um, it's, it's our right you know what I'm yeah. saying and I do. Um, at the end of the day, if, if your answers, or if you're not even in the African diaspora, you mm-hmm. shouldn't say it. It's just no. out of respect. Um, and, and just like how I shouldn't say certain words, you know what I'm saying, yeah. for a certain demographic. Because right. I did not go through that at all. And I wouldn't dare to be disrespectful and right. say something like right. that, you know. Yeah,
0: that's the same Reasoning hold for, say, um, because I've, you know, there are, of course, different senses that mm-hmm. the N-word is used. Like music in, and... Yeah. And no, like, I mean, of course, it's used derogatorily, which is not mm-hmm. okay, of course. Uh, but then in black culture, you notice that it's often used as a term of endearment even. Yeah. Like this guy is my N-word or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, Still, the other races aren't entitled to say that to a black person or to each other.
1: Is that? Yeah. I mean, if honestly, I don't like I stress myself out too much trying to like police it. So, <laughs> I mean, I know people that like are cool with their friends doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's you. But don't mm-hmm. say it to me. Like uh, I, I, I had an ex that like he was like, he's like, yeah, my, my white dude, he cool. He's like, he said an N word, though. And I was like, oh, not around me. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, no, but he cool. We raised together. And I'm like, that's cool. But, like, if he was really just, like, a cool person, he would just, it's just a word. It's just so many words in the dictionary. You don't have to say that. Now, I mean, if it's a sign, I mean, I'm not even going to police it like that. It's just like, right. don't don't say that around me. And that's all that I have to say about that. Now, some people, they're okay with that. yeah, And that's them. I don't agree with it, but I can't tell them what okay. to do. Just for me, I wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: one of the first black men I got to uh, have a sort of a conversation about this mm-hmm. with uh, was actually a philosophy professor who was visiting... My other friend was a philosophy professor mm-hmm. in Montana, and he just, we were out <laughs> at a bar, and he just s- kind of like said it to <laughs> inside conversation. He was mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, yada, 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 um, and so he, uh, was a, a white dude? he just, oh. no, he was black Oh, black dude. Oh, I do, I um, and he said, like, I floss my teeth with the word, and like, my buddy, a mutual friend, mm-hmm. um, he said, growing up, you know, I called him that, and uh, even though he was white. Um, now, so you th- think you personally
1: mm-hmm.
0: would not do that, but right. you think you're not going to, you know, go out of your way to correct somebody who does that? Is that?
1: Um, now, if I were to see it like in front of me, I yeah. would say, uh, okay, like for example, like I went to my uncle's wedding. And he there was, this black, there was this white dude that was, you know, hip, right? And yeah, yeah. like, and I, I just didn't like him. I was just like, I, I was just like, what? And then he had, and that was his friend. And, and he had, he was like, yeah, so my my dude, dude, you know. And he said it, and I and I was there, and I was just like, you know, I was like, y'all can say that, don't say that in front of me. Like it's just triggering for me because. To me, it's like, number one, stop trying to act like what you aren't. Like, I understand you can be immersed in the culture because you can't say, like, there there could be a white person in the hood, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, at the end of the day, usually um, white people with intellect, they'll just know, like, okay, I don't have to be hip. I don't have to be cool and, and say that. Like, I can be cool and not say that. So I did check him and I did say something. I was sure. just like, you know, don't say that in front of me. And he was like, oh, this, this my dude, man, this my dude, blah, blah, blah. like my cousin. He was like, oh, he's cool, like he can say that he get a pass. And I mm-hmm. was like, nah, because when you start having passes and stuff, because the well, I cannot. I, can I say that on here or like because the A turns into <laughs> E R real quick and that's why I don't accept it because the yeah. A turns into E R. This girl, like, okay, I, I worked some crazy jobs. When I first came to Georgia, I was like, wow, these like people are very racist out here. And this girl that I worked with, um, this I'll say this real quick she's with a black man, and she was like crying in the bathroom, like, and I was like, you good? Like, she said, oh, he put his hands on me, whatever. I was like, what happened? She's like, I called him, uh, uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, why did you call? She's like, I, don't, I was just mad, and I'm sorry. So somebody that, that's, considered hip and you know people probably like she got a pass when she got angry it changed to the a to the er so that's what i'm saying if you give people passes they're quickly going to be like oh i'm angry so i'm going to disrespect you i'm not going to call you my friend i'm going to call you my slave so that's why i don't accept that i do find
0: something disturbing about that story where Mm -hmm. there was you said he put his hands on her yeah which is the greater crime here like Verbal abuse versus actual physical abuse. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, he wasn't even there, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. obviously, that's why I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like, girl, like, what's wrong with you? I was yeah. just like, yeah. oh, I was like, I mean, you should have never said that. Yeah, you know, right. I hope you're good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, going crazy because obviously that's not okay. But then at the same time, he's not there to defend himself. So he may not even have done that. Who yeah. knows? You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: so while there does seem to be something in Inviting almost and like charming and fun about the playful use
1: of the word. It can
0: change real quick. It can change real quick. And And that's why I don't
1: accept it.
0: And because of the charge that it has um, Mm -hmm. as just a a word in the greater context, it's... Not only best not to use it, just don't use it. Yeah, it just it just
1: it just makes it easier if it's like I'm just not gonna use it. Right. Like right. that that just makes life easier. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. uh, is that all? Wait, Before we go, I yeah. did want to recommend a few things. I wrote down a few things. So okay. if you really want to get immersed in Black culture, I this is what made me just fall heavily in it. Um. Like I said, looking up leaders like Stokely Carmichael, Marcus Garvey, Khalid Muhammad. I love Khalid Muhammad, he's amazing. Angela Davis. Um, James Baldwin who was he he literally observed the whole civil civil rights movement he's amazing to read because you get to like dissect what was going on and he talks from different points of views. so I th- he's like really he's one of my favorite authors yeah. I'm um, trying to
0: write these down like I can't get it I know I'm going like to send them later. to you but uh, <laughs> would you repeat them just because I couldn't really oh you're good quickly, Sophie you know.
1: Carmichael, Marcus Garvey um, Sophie Carl Michael is amazing. Um, he was a part of the nonviolent movement. Um, Marcus Garvey is from Jamaica, and I love his philosophies because he takes like Aristotle and like different really? people, okay. and he like implements it with like what black people need wow. to do, you know. Okay. And I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Angela Davis, we all know Angela Davis. She's just, she was amazing. Uh, James Baldwin, like I said, he's a, a literary, like, literary, like, king. Wow. Um, books to read, I would say, New Jim Crow Laws. Okay. So that just shows how, like, the um, criminal justice system is the same as, is almost the same as slavery. Yeah. There's more. Uh, people in jail, and there were slaves, so that was that was crazy. Uh, the documentary Thirteenth by Ava DuVernay, which is basically like a documentary based off the new Jim Crow laws, um, and that was one of the best documentaries. It's just is just crazy. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's a that's a film, but books. Uh, the Native Son by Richard Wright. That's really good because it shows how like. Um, how systematic oppression can like carve out like a savage because they talk about black mm. men or like you know whatever type of way and it shows why they are like that. Yeah. Um, the ISIS papers by Dr. Francis Wesley is like she's a, she's an incredible thinker. And she talks about like how you know white people basically their fear is um, is they they want to be superior and, and the reasons why and and just all of that. It's really good. Um, Almost done. Narration of Frederick Douglass is great because it talks about, you know, how he escaped and how he was a free, how he ended up being a free or not a slave anymore, not enslaved anymore, and how it was very clever. Like, he dressed up as a sailor and left from, like, Baltimore to Philly. Like, I thought that was crazy. I didn't even know, like, his dad was um, his master. I didn't know he was half white. I didn't know that at all. Well, it's it's alleged. There's no 100% confirmation, but I didn't know that. Uh, W.E.B. The Bois, Souls of Black Folks. That's oh, wow. that's pretty good. Um, and yeah, that's really all. Okay. Awesome. With recommendations,
0: back- I, I always like to ask, where would you suggest I start? Because there's several. Things.
1: I know there's so that's... many. Um, shoot. Okay, well, where I started, and I forgot to even mention this, the first book that made me get into it was The Invisible Man um, by Ralph Ellison. Okay. Um, and for some reason that sparked something because it's a fiction book but it is about so it's fiction so it's like you can kind of you can read it and see yourself in the character but um, it was real because it was basically how this man who named he was he was not named and he was basically invisible as far as like in society And it's basically showing how like black men are considered invisible in society. And it was just like a very quirky book, but it is really good. So that's what I would start with. Another thing that I did, I would every day, I would listen to a black figure. So I would listen to Malcolm X or all the people I named, Every day, I would go on YouTube, and 20 minutes after a day, right. listen to them. So that helped me. Like, every day, I'm going to listen to Malcolm X. I'm going to listen to Khalid Muhammad. I'm going to listen to Angela Davis. I'm going to listen to Random Facts. Like, I, I watched this one about how they did studies on, like, black kids and like and white kids and certain things and, and all of that stuff, because all of that is going to entice you to be like, man, this is, this is all just so interesting. Yeah. Like, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I would start, it's like YouTube. Um, reading that book and then maybe reading the new Jim Pro laws because that that will show you. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much,
0: uh, Brianna, and mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Sean and James, I believe, will be here. And uh, once again, thank you for joining us on Push uh, Talk. And until next time, be safe. Thanks.